Hello, this is Mike Van Meter. Welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me. And you can reach us at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. And this podcast exists to educate the public about addiction, remove the stigma associated with addiction, and offer help and support to those suffering from addiction. And today we're going to be talking about getting back to basics. And uh, we are now, uh, today's August 27th of 2020, and the church that hosts my home group of uh, uh, my 12-step meeting that I go to on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, has uh, allowed us to meet in person here recently, and this started a few weeks ago, and we are just eternally grateful for that because, boy, has it just been very difficult to be in recovery and not be able to have face-to-face meetings. And as far as I know, um, ever since the inception of 12-step meetings back in the late 1930s, this is the first time that meetings have not been allowed to meet in person. And it's really had a very devastating effect on the recovery community. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, I think, down the road to see somebody do some sort of a PhD study or study of some sort to see what kind of long-term damage all of these shutdowns have had on people in recovery. It has not been good. And I want to talk about that a little bit in more detail in in the future, but it's just it's just nice to be back. It's nice to to not have to be uh, attending meetings via Zoom or telephone um, and just meeting because that's that's part of recovery, isn't it? it you know, part of recovery is the fellowship that we have with one another and the support that we have for one another. <clears throat> now there there are a few people that still don't want to attend the meetings in in person. So what we've been doing is. Zooming in on the meeting and then having a big speaker and those that wish to attend in person, you have that pre-meeting, of course, then the meeting and the meeting after the meeting. And uh, those that are at risk, those that uh, are feel fearful or have some sort of an underlying condition that makes it unsafe for them to be there in person, um, they just zoom in. And, and that's fine, and it, and it really has helped. So the this week, we had a discussion about sponsorship and Having somebody that has been in recovery for a while, helping you if you are new in recovery and walking you through the process of recovery, and we discussed why that was important, uh, how that works, and and how important it is to have somebody that leads you through recovery if if you're new. That is so important, and and if you're not doing that right now, I really hope and pray that you will. Find somebody in recovery that leads you through the process because there are so many opportunities that you will miss, so many lessons that you're going to learn the hard way that you don't have to learn the hard way. You know, the the nice thing about recovery is there are a lot of people that have gone before you and I, and these are people that can help you, guide you and teach you the lessons that they they had learned. I mean, if they have a year, five years, 10 years of experience, even six months or less, and you don't have that much time, then there's something that you can learn from those people. And it's important to have sponsors. But something else that was brought up after the meeting, we got into a big discussion. And that's what I wanted to discuss here tonight, is this idea of getting back to basics. And this is actually something that I've been thinking about for quite some time, to be honest with you. I have noticed at meetings that I've attended over the last several years 
that there is really a tendency to have every meeting become sort of a a speaker's meeting, if you will, meaning, you know, people talk about their stories. And oftentimes that that's just kind of a, a, a recap of their drinking or their drugging and really talking about how bad their life was. Now, <clears throat> I want to caveat this with it is important to understand how bad your life was in your use, in your drinking, in your drugging. That, that That's very, very important to understand that. But more important than that is to know how people got well. And remember in recovery, we, we live in the solution. We do not live in the problem. And this is just Mike's observation, just my own personal observation, that uh, I'm going to a lot of meetings and I'm hearing a lot of talk about the problem. Now, if you're listening to my voice, you know what the problem is. We have no, we have no issue with what the problem is. I think every single person knows how they've gotten to this point. Or if you're listening to my voice, and the reason you're listening to this program is because you want to get advice or some help for someone that you love or someone that you work with or somebody that you're related to, you're looking for some sort of a solution. But that's what you need is the solution. We absolutely know what the problem is, and we need to hear that. I, I you know, I don't need to go to meetings to, to listen to how much people drank or they drug. I, I understand that. I understand that's why they're in the meeting. But we need to get back to discussing the purpose of a recovery group, whatever in whatever group that is that you choose to attend. And hopefully you're you're in those meetings to learn how to get well and and how not to to drink and drug. Um I know in the early days of my recovery and also in treatment, there was always talk about the different programs that are out there. Uh, relapse, relapse prevention. How do you maintain wellness? How do you, uh, how do you meditate? How do you stay centered? How do you not dwell on regrets? How do you not dwell on resentments? And all of those types of things that lead a person back to drinking and drugging. And we would talk about the tools that were necessary in order to do that. And I just think that that's, that's lost right now. I think that, you know, I, I, I am a member of a lot of different Facebook sites. I'm a member of a lot of different groups and I'm looking at the posts that are in there and people are always talking about how, you know, their, their life sucks. This sucks. That sucks. We all suck. My job sucks. My husband or my wife sucks, and all that. And, and we get it. But what they're not doing is turning around and saying, but let me tell you what I learned in recovery. Let me, let me tell you what I am doing right now to stay centered, stay focused and maintain my program. And that's what the newcomer needs. That's what the person that is new in recovery needs to hear. And that is the solution. Remember, we talked about this before, that when you're driving a car, you drive the car by looking through the windshield and the windshield is big. So you can see things that are coming at you. Now you have a rear view mirror and you have side view mirrors. So you can glance up and look at what's behind you, but you glance at it. You don't stare at it. The focus is on the windscreen and moving forward. And that's what we want, the solution. Even when you go to a speaker's meeting, remember the format. The format is what happened the way that it was, what happened the way it is now. The way that it was, what happened in the way that it is now. And the, really the bulk of the whole message should be the way that it is now. Here's what I'm doing to stay well. Here's how what I'm doing to stay focused. Here's what I'm doing to maintain my program so I can stay sober no matter what. Okay, but we don't stay sober 
as long as I have a job. I don't stay sober as long as everybody in my family is healthy, or I have not had a death in the family, or uh, I, you know, I didn't get that boyfriend, I didn't get that promotion, I didn't get into that school that I wanted. Those are not exceptions to sobriety. We have to learn how to stay sober no matter what. And how does the newcomer to the to a recovery meeting know how to get well? By hearing it from you and by hearing it from me. So they don't need to learn how to drink. I think they figured that out. I, I think that's why they're there. So what we do need to do is get back to the basics of the Republic, uh, recovery programs that all of us are hopefully a part of and teach that new mem- that new member that newcomer on what it is that you did to get well because they need to to know that um, sometimes it seems intuitive <clears throat> I think one of the problems with long term recovery is that you begin to assume that everybody knows what you know and the fact is they don't they wouldn't be going to the meetings if if they knew uh, how to get well and to get sober and sometimes it really is just getting back. To the basics, and so what are some of the basics? Well, uh, I had this this friend of mine that has recently moved out of the Washington D.C. area, but he, he attended meetings here, and he's originally from Ireland. And I remember when I first heard this guy speak, I I really thought that it was kind of ridiculous this mantra that he sort of had, and. And I, I didn't like it in the beginning, but I began to see the wisdom of it. And his mantra was this: "I'm an alcoholic." Therefore, I don't drink. Not drinking is a major part of this program. Now, that seems so simple. And he used to remind us of that constantly. And I thought, well, no, duh. Well, of course, not drinking is, is part of what the program is all about. But you know what? I think some of us forget that, don't we? Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of different Facebook sites on different groups, and I'm really surprised to see how many people uh, are drinking if, 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 if alcohol is what their issue is, or they're experimenting with drugs, or they're using marijuana, and dabbling in it, and, and sort of like maintaining themselves. And I'm surprised at that, because that's not recovery. That is not recovery. Now, I know there's this big movement out there on, on harm reduction, meaning that, you know, reducing our use is better. And, and I, and I get that. I get that on an intellectual level that, of course, if you are using a certain amount of drugs and it's destroying your life, reducing that amount is helpful. I get it. But that's also not sobriety. And that also, I do not believe, should be the goal. The goal should be complete and total abstinence. And, and now, why do I say that? Because if you got to the point in your life where your alcohol or your drug use, led you to a recovery program to begin with, then your life was pretty bad. And you know that, and I know that. And frankly, everybody around you knows that. Your employer, your family, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your partner, whatever, whatever your situation is, they know that it was bad. In fact, chances are you didn't even go to a program on your own accord. They probably nudged you or pushed you into that particular program. And that means that your life was pretty bad. And if you're at that point, you really need to abstain from drugs and alcohol because drugs and alcohol were not adding anything to your life, absolutely nothing positive to your life. I, I, I can tell you that was certainly true in my case. And the way that my life had gotten, um, I proved that I had absolutely no business whatsoever 
drinking at a certain point. And we do know that the if you have the disease of addiction, it is progressive and it is fatal. It gets worse over a period of time. It never gets better. And there are no exceptions to that. Now, if you could have safely drank or drugged prior to that point, then you would have continued doing that and you wouldn't have needed to go into some sort of a program or be part of a, a recovery group in order to wean off of that. So uh, I'm really uh, concerned about this whole movement of being able to reduce and, and get into that, that, that realm of harm reduction. I know that that's a big, and I know that me saying this right now is upsetting a lot of people and, and can be controversial. And, and if you want to go onto my, my uh, website or onto the Facebook site and have a discussion with me about it, uh, or reach out to me, you know, one on one, I'd love to have that discussion with you because uh, I really want to talk to you about your opinion if you are one of those that believes that harm reduction is, is the way that to go. And um, anyway, we will have a discussion about that if you if you would like. But I really, really caution you that if you're listening to my voice and you have uh, are attempting to get sober or you are in a program or you're in treatment, you're going to treatment, whatever your situation may be, be very, very careful with harm reduction and be very careful and be very leery of people that push you in that direction. Because I know that there are a lot of people that are buying into that and that is very, very dangerous. And you know, and you you got to remember something. I had a I had a, an addiction specialist say to me once. He said this. He said, "Mike, you need to understand. You have a very serious and deadly disease." He said, "Mike, do you understand that? You have a very serious and deadly disease. This disease will kill you. Do you understand that?" And it wasn't until I understood that simple message that I began to get well. And tonight, that's going to be my parting thought with you right now, is that do you understand that you have a very serious disease and that this disease will kill you? And that is something that you need to really think about when you start thinking about harm reduction and whether that is a good way to go. So back to basics, not drinking, not drugging is a central part of the program. Um, Study the material, get as much information as you can from every source that you can uh, regarding recovery, and and really just educate yourself, particularly if you are in that first year of recovery. Really, that first year of recovery needs to be you healing your body, healing your mind, and learning as much as you can uh, during that first year. So that was just my thought for tonight. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, thank a lot of the, the folks from Europe. I'm, I'm starting to see that we have a lot of followers from Europe right now, particularly uh, particularly some people in Scotland. Um, there's a, a group over there called Recovery Dundee that uh, I've been in touch with, uh, checking out uh, some of the great work that they're doing over there in Scotland and had a great uh, conversation with a, a woman named Sharon Brand, who's doing phenomenal work over there with uh, the people in Dundee and in helping that community out over there. And it's just great to see that work and great to uh, chat with Sharon. And, you know, what a blessing to that community uh, Sharon has been and uh, really look forward to solidifying our relationship uh, and, and helping out in any way that we can from over here in the United States. So with that, as I always like to say, I don't represent any group. I do not represent anyone other than myself. 
My only purpose in giving this information is to share with you what I've done because it has helped me and might help you too as well. So if I've said something that does not apply to you or you don't agree with, then just discard it. Just dis- disregard it. But try to take any information that you can use for yourself and help others as well. And that's what we do in recovery. We help ourselves along the way, and we help to impart the knowledge that we've gained to others as well. So with that, please, again, visit our Facebook page, Recovery is Possible, and our website, VanMeterWellnessSolutions.com. Let me know if you if, how I'm doing, and let me know if there's any topic that you're interested in hearing about. You know, I'd love to hear from you, and take care, and I will see you guys next time. I'm out. Bye.